and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week eight review. I'm Liam, your host. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing after a um, quite a fun weekend, especially in fantasy football this weekend, but some uh, pretty good games and then some terrible games again this weekend? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I've got to say right off the bat, Panthers-Falcons, no one saw that coming as the game of the year so far. That was absolutely insane for a neutral fan that had everything. If you're a Panthers or a Falcons fan, I'm sure you was absolutely dying watching <laughs> Especially in the last, like, the whole game, but the last three minutes of extra time, of, of oh. normal time, sorry, and then overtime. If you support either of those two teams, which I don't, obviously, if you'd have bet on either of those teams, which thankfully I didn't, or if you had fantasy football players involved in that game, you were just watching that being like, what the hell is going to happen next? I think, I'll talk about it more, but I think they actually hit that Hail Mary. They had 36 seconds to score a touchdown. Uh, no timeouts, and they scored one with 12 seconds left on the clock. So um, I didn't think that would be possible for most teams in the NFL, let alone for uh, XFL star PJ Walker. No way. <laughs> a day before that, The Rock confirms all the uh, team names for the XFL. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, oh, God, I did see that. Yeah, some right shockers. There are some right shockers, but I'm just already telling you that I'm going to be invested in doing a five-minute summer section on uh, XFL games per podcast whilst we're <laughs> talking about the off-season because uh, I know I'm just going to find some random team and um, just become far too far too invested in them. Uh, but the funniest name for me, um, <laughs> San Antonio Brahmas, which I don't really know what that is, was was one that I found quite funny. The rest are similar, aren't they? Like Roughnecks, Guardians, yeah. Seattle. Seattle Sea Dragons, but then I did quite like the Vegas Vipers. But, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Josh Rosen coming to a, a city near you, but we're here to talk about uh, week eight of the NFL season. Uh, in terms of the the picks this week, this week, mate, I've already texted you this. My upset uh, feelings for the weekend. I lost nine seven. Well, there's one game to go, but I'm going to lose. So it's nine seven to you so far. Could be ten seven. Could be 9-8. We'll see. It all rides. I've got the Bengals minus 3.5 tonight. You've got Browns plus 3.5. Um, but that brings us closer. So two, there's only two gap now for the whole season. The games that kind of made the difference was you picked the, the London game correct. Um, I gave you Thursday Night Football, even though we didn't technically pick it on the pod. I, I still gave it to you because I know you'd have picked the Ravens. Uh, and then the other one was uh, your team, the Eagles. Um, when I, for some reason, decided to go with the Steelers, which I can confirm I'm never going to bet on the Steelers again. <laughs> yeah, it made yeah. it very, very bad. Yeah. yeah. The game that I actually thought summed the whole podcast up the most was last year we bet on the Raiders, both of us. Well, not actually bet, but pick the Ravers. Raiders multiple times. This season, the first four weeks, all we were doing was picking the Saints. We love the Saints. They're going to win the division. We love. <laughs> they were awful. So it gets to this week. We think, right, Raiders, they win last week. They're definitely going to win this week. We both pick the Raiders. And then the Saints beat them to zero. Uh, the only week I think that one of us didn't pick the Saints was this week. So uh, let's just say, say we can't get the Saints or Raiders right to save our life. <laughs> Yeah, so whatever you do. I mean, I don't think either team can either because I'm not sure what it means for the Saints going forward either. Even no. That's a great win, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, uh... yeah. I think if you're listening, basically whatever we pick for those two teams, if you fade us and do the opposite, you're probably going to win a lot of money. But um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we're going to do things a bit different this week, kind of go division by division. We'll talk about the odd game. Obviously, that means we'll cross over and, and kind of go cross divisions when we talk about the games. But we just want to do a little bit of an update after week eight on, on how we think 
things are going division-wise and, and who we think is going to win it. Probably stay away from the playoff picture a little bit just because it's quite complex, but we'll talk about some teams that we think are doing well. Um, so let's start, I guess let's start with the NFC. Um, start with the best division in football, the most wins, 75% win percentage so far, the NFC East. Um, it's clear to say the Eagles are romping it at the moment, 7-0, and but the Cowboys and Giants are both 6-2. and I didn't think either team, especially when Dak went down, when me and you were both like, I think the Cowboys are done here. Um, and he's come back, played actually really well yesterday. Giants are there at 6-2. and two. Commanders have now got themselves to 4-4, four and four, which doesn't mean a lot for the division, but does actually mean a lot for them from a wild card point of view. But if we start with the, the, the Eagles, obviously a dominating win yesterday against the Steelers. 35-13, AJ Brown catching all the TDs. Uh, I think the spread was 10.5, was it? And um, obviously covered that easily. So what are your views on, on the Eagles, first of all, and then... How confident are you at this moment they're going to win the division? Yeah, I think you've got to look at it now through kind of seven games for the Eagles. Look at the upcoming schedule and say it's it'll, the, the division games are going to have to go horribly wrong for the Eagles not to win the division, I think, because the out-of-division schedule is not really tough. The Titans and the Packers are the only kind of tough games on paper that they'll see, so... They're looking good. The, the offense is so so balanced. I think if they can add another running back before tomorrow's deadline, I think that should kind of seal things up. Uh, Jordan Davis went down yesterday. He's probably going to miss up to six weeks, but he's he's not playing an incredibly high snap count yet. But he has when he has come in, he's done well. So I'm expecting the Eagles to win the division. I'm, trying to hit the brakes on any kind of <laughs> deep playoff run, you know what I mean? Because you kind of tie up what you need to do first. But, yeah, the offence is so balanced. The defence is just creating so many turnovers. It's, yeah, it's got to be the Eagles for the division at this stage. Yeah, I picked the Cowboys on our pod, and then I felt awful when Dak went down. I obviously don't feel great because the Eagles look great, but I do feel a lot better about that prediction than I thought I was going to. If, after week three when we had Cooper Rush still there, and I was thinking, oh, Cowboys are going to be about 4-4 four and four best here when Dak comes back. And they're 6-2, and two, and he came back a couple of weeks earlier than I thought. So I do feel a little bit better about that. But yeah, the Eagles are odds on. I think they're 4-1 to one now, on, to win the division. Um, you you've only played the Cowboys once, haven't you? And obviously you played the Giants zero times, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. So I think out of those three games, if you don't come away with a losing record... So if you win 2-1 in in either way, then the division's just completely done. The only way I think it would go wrong is if the Giants split with you and then the Cowboys beat you and you think, OK, we can't really slip up too much out of division, even though the Cow- Cowboys have got a harder schedule. And I do think, when I looked at the schedule, there was at least the Packers, I think, out of division that will give you, in theory, we'll talk about the Packers later, but in theory, should give you a hard game. But aside from that, I can't see much else. So I think those three games for me are going to be crucial um, for the division. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, and they're not coming up quite just yet either. So it's kind yeah. of, uh, I, I expect the Eagles to keep up the winning run. Obviously, got Houston this week, Thursday night. I would expect that to be a win. So it's kind of the other teams also then have to keep pace. I think Cowboys have got Packers in Lambeau this week, which should be very interesting. Oh, that is a, that is a fun game. The spread on Thursday as well, by the way, is the biggest spread of the season. So, um, oh, is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we'll pick that actually at the end, just because we're, we're probably going to record on on Friday again. I would imagine. Um, anything to add from the thirty-five thirteen win on the Steelers? Um, obviously, 
we said it all. AJ Brown was incredible. Um, there's not much has changed from all the other weeks. Running the ball was really, really efficient. The defense did their job. Offensive line was really good. Anything else to add from that side of side of things, or is it just a case of the Steelers just are also awful, and that's all we can really add? <laughs> yeah, mate. I mean, it's quite worrying. I mean, Jalen Warren um, played much better than Najee Harris yesterday. I mean, uh, I think he was undrafted from Oklahoma State as well. And just yeah, RJ just not looking good at all. I've seen a lot of people kind of defending him about the about the O line and everything. It is a bad offensive line, but yeah, you know, the other people around him are kind of just looking more dynamic. He's just not hitting the holes, and that's got to be a big worry for for the Steelers, who's kind of the offense coming into the season was going to be built around the run game, obviously with either Mitch or Kenny Pickett at QB, you're not going to be yeah, getting too many air yards, aren't you? But I thought Kenny Pickett yesterday, obviously they were behind for pretty much the whole game. They had to throw 38 times. I just don't think that's efficient, is it, going forward? But, yeah, they just don't look dynamic in the passing game or the run game on offence. Defence, I thought they were... Yeah, I don't know what the... It's kind of like a backhanded compliment, isn't it? They kind of, they kind of fought well <laughs> and they, they stopped the Eagles at times, but just too much talent on the other side yesterday for them. Yeah, and the only thing I was going to add was, um, did you hear Pickett's post-game press conference comments that were a bit weird? I, I haven't, actually, no. No, he said the... Um, I don't know if he was talking about the offense. He definitely mentioned the offense, but I don't know if he meant the whole team. But in terms of the offense, he said that he feels like guys don't study enough. There's too many mistakes. People don't study enough off the field. There's too many penalties, too many misalignments, too many bad snaps. Guys need to just work harder and study more. <laughs> And then 30 minutes after that, Javon Hardgrave, who I believe used to play for the Steelers, right? That's what I was... Yeah, yeah. He um, tweeted a photo of him sacking Kenny Pickett and three Steelers offensive linemen and two wide receivers liked the photo of him sacking Kenny Pickett. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Pickett made the comments. So, yeah, I haven't got most to add, except for I think that was a disastrous thing to say when you're a rookie who's not playing well. Yeah. and it could mean absolutely nothing, and maybe they're just liking a post from an ex-teammate or whatever, but um, it doesn't look great when in the photo he's absolutely smashing Kenny Pickett, <laughs> and they've all they've all liked the photo. So That uh, was a big hit, actually, from Hargrave as well. He just came steaming through the middle. Yeah, unblocked, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> I don't think things are going to go well in Pittsburgh. Um Stick in the division then. Um, Cowboys definitely for me are going to be a playoff team. Um, they are six and two at the moment. In terms of yesterday, they actually I know it wasn't against a good team, but Dak looked very good. They had a very impressive win for me. Uh, dominant win. They scored forty nine points, which I think is the most of the season uh, against the Bears. They win forty nine to twenty nine. Um, we'll talk about a bit more about the Bears when we when we do that division. But Justin Fields did look a lot better again. That's three weeks in a row now where he's looked better. But the Cowboys offense looked great. Um, I thought that looked great. Obviously, the biggest storyline is that Tony Pollard <laughs> uh, is a much better runner than Zeke Elliott. I think that like, most people already know. Um, but then Jerry Jones came out and said, when Zeke's back, we're just going to give him the rock as much. Tony Pollard's our number two guy. And if I need to trade future currency to win a title this year, I'm going to do it, was his words. So, um, <laughs> yeah, great win. Great performance. Love to see Dak looking as good as he did. Only, only missed six passes all game yesterday. And three of them were bad drops by the receivers. Um, so I thought they looked great yesterday. Bad team. But I think this looks well for them going forward in the division, mate, if they keep performing to this level on offense. Yeah, I, I think, uh, especially on offense, because you you have to put the bad teams away, don't you, and not be kind of drawn 
down to that level. So I think they did a good job. They obviously Pollard was over 130 yards yesterday. So, but like you say, I mean Jerry Jones. I feel like he's a, a saboteur of his own show, isn't he? Just to kind of be the uh, the main guy. So we'll see. I'm not. I'm not quite sure what the Cowboys are going to do at the trade deadline. The, the trade rumours have bubbled under, haven't they? Over the weekend, there's not really anything going yeah. into the top, which is surprising because we're not actually that many hours away. No, we're not. I, I found that I thought we were going to come into this podcast and either have had to have done an emergency one on Saturday or we're going to have half the podcast talking about trades. But there's not been one trade since the Tony trade, which we've already spoken about. Um, there was that rumor about Alvin Kamara uh, going to the Bills um, that was kind of firmly shot down pretty quick. Kareem Hunt apparently was granted a trade request, was the other rumour. And aside from that, there's not really been much else. Bradley Chubb, apparently someone's offered a first-round pick, but it's all these sort of like, who's doing it? Nobody knows. Is this just leverage? We don't really know. So, yeah, there's not been much firm news, which does surprise me. I could see the Cowboys getting a receiver. I know Claypool's been mentioned for the Giants and the Packers, but he just screams Dallas Cowboy to meet Chase Claypool if they can get him there to be the wide receiver too behind behind uh, CeeDee Lamb, but... Yeah, we'll see. I thought they were good yesterday. Nice to see Dak healthy. And that defence is still just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> Parsons' touchdown was one of the interesting plays of the season as well. It was just a bit of a calamity from all over the show, weren't it? But they're good in the uh, in the secondary. I really like Donovan Wilson, actually. I think he's a really good player. So, And Diggs is kind of not getting burnt as much this season. And he's not having as many takeaways, so he's kind of curbing his kind of aggression isn't he so yeah still four takeaways as well so he's still doing enough isn't he from that state but not just yeah, yeah for sure every, every single drive <laughs> throwing himself at the ball um which i find is a bonus for them um final note on this game is um pollard is number one in the nfl for running backs in epa per play success rate and yards over expectation zeke elliott in those same categories is 31 23 and 42nd. How are they not going to give Pollard more snaps when he gets back? I just feel like if you're the coach, you just need Jerry to be like, yeah, Jerry, say whatever you want in the press. But next Sunday, I'm giving Pollard more snaps. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just feel like they have to do it, but we'll see. Jerry seems to control a lot down there, doesn't he? He does, especially with a Mike McCarthy type in there. They yeah, true. Stand picked, isn't it, for... Someone who's just absolutely delighted to be in a job right now, basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Uh, the other team in the division, obviously, Giants 6-2. and two. We'll probably talk about them a bit more in our next section when we do the NFC West because of who they actually finally lost to. Um, but the bottom team, Commanders, 4-4. Four and four. Uh, I kind of thought this season was going to be uh, – it still could be, but I thought it was going to be like a 2-3-4 win type season, how badly they started. Week 1, obviously, they won, but since then it's just got worse and worse and worse. But I think – I don't think he's a great quarterback, but the players seem to love him. Terry McLaurin definitely loves him, but I think Heineke has improved them. Um, they win yesterday in another actually weird game because the fourth quarter was entertaining, even though the rest of the game was dross. Uh, but they win 17-16 versus the Colts. Uh, any chance that they put Wentz back in or is this Heineke's job until... Or- you, you, I don't think, uh, surely, they're not going to put Wentz back in. That would be a, a disaster, really, because sitting at 4-4, four and four, obviously you're not going to win the division now. There's too many hurdles. But you are there, like you said, for an outside chance of the playoffs and to kind of spoil the rest of the division on yeah. that. Because uh, they're a sneaky old team to put away, aren't they? And McLaurin, like you said, his, um, his connection with Heineke is good. I mean, that the play at the end of the game was just 
uh, incredible, wasn't it? The catch from McLaurin at the one yard line. That was that was something special. So yeah, they've got yeah. a tough schedule coming up, but yeah, I do quite like Washington. I think they've I think they've improved. But yesterday that was a terrible game. <laughs> it was a, it was a terrible game. The other thing I find interesting: the defense definitely has taken a step back from two seasons ago. Last season, the defense for the Commanders were were just was really bad. But this season, they're sixth in the league. Um, when you rank all the defensive lines on like sack percentage, quality of sack, uh, how many times they sack with just four players rather than have to blitz all the time, uh, the only teams that have got a better pass rush than them. Um, one of them is a bit surprising, but uh, Cowboys are the best. 49ers are second. Tampa are third. Buffalo fourth. Your Philadelphia Eagles are fifth. And sixth is the Commanders. And I just think that says a lot about, yeah, they're still not playing great on defense at times. But if you look how many points they've conceded this year, it's a massive difference to last year. I just think that pass rush being good again, which it should have been last year, I think makes a difference. And I wonder now... If them being four and four means they're not going to trade away, because there's been a lot of rumors about pain. There's been a lot of rumors about um, sweat as well. And I think they could hold on to these guys with the illusion of, like, we're four and four, let's make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, we spoke so much about them before the 2021 season about this is kind of what it should have been because they've spent so much draft currency, haven't they, on that line. So it's kind of, yeah, it feels like this is their natural standing and what they're strength is as a team doesn't it and they're not quite obviously they don't have a quarterback so it's it's kind of hard to balance the team but i think they'll take a 500 season where they sit now i'm not quite sure what they do for the future and the quarterback situation it feels to me like they're gonna roll the dice on another kind of one two-year deal like a few teams like the colts have been doing for the last few years that's what it feels like washington's future next season could be jimmy g yeah, well, just the likes of Jimmy G, yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of who else could PJ Walker, someone uh, someone who's overachieved. And everyone will believe now, speaking of this next team, uh, that they can transform a former backup into a starter with how well Geno Smith's doing. Um, and I guess that means we can talk about the Seahawks and the Giants at the same time. So NFC West, Seahawks are now 5-3, and three, lead the division. Uh, 49ers are second at 4-4, four and four, Rams 3-4 and four after another defeat. Cardinals three three and five just not a great season for the Cards. Um, but from a Seahawks point of view, uh, they win a very good game actually against the Giants, uh, especially in the second half. They win it twenty seven thirteen. It could have been more. I thought they looked way better than the Giants. Um, so if we start from from that game, what were your kind of what things did you notice the most about that? Because a lot of people thought it'd be a quite close game, and I don't think it actually was in the end. I don't think it was close at all. I mean, it was a two touchdown victory. And- like you said, it could have been more. I thought the Seahawks uh, secondary made the Giants uh, receiving corps look like how they should look because that was the first time really that kind of none of them really got open for kind of big plays or, you know, big chunk plays down the field. That's how the Giants have kind of been living, haven't they? When obviously Saquon yesterday was 20 carries, 2.6 yards per average carry, Daniel Jones really didn't kind of get loose in the run game or anything. So, yeah, they did such a good job in the secondary. They made the Giants look like kind of what the Giants should look like, if that makes sense, and what they could look like for the rest of the season. It's amazing. It's a great story that they've that they've gotten to six and two. But for me, this game was more about the Seahawks on defense and then just the efficiency that they had 
in the past game on offense. Gino didn't do anything out of this world, but I felt like he controlled the game quite well, didn't give anything away. And yeah, he had a great win for the Seahawks. And I quite like him going forward. It's, I never thought that you'd we'd kind of be saying this throughout the season, but that was a great win yesterday. Yeah, it was, yeah. They allowed three sacks yesterday as well and still scored 27 points. Giants allowed five, so <laughs> QBs were, were getting hit quite a bit. But um, I think Pete Carroll went for two fourth downs, got both of them. They definitely scored on one of the drives. I don't know if they scored on the other. Um, and we've had years, speaking from experience, <laughs> slagging off Pete and how kind of conservative he is. And I don't just want to always just jump on the Russ bandwagon of hate, but... Um, he gets a different quarterback and maybe he trusts better. <laughs> I don't know. And he has the option to go down the middle of the field, run with the QB a bit more. Maybe it's because Gino doesn't cost as much money, so you don't want to run Russ that much. But Gino scrambled for a couple of plays. They called one run. I just think Pete Carroll's done really well. And to be a bit more aggressive yesterday, I think, really did make the difference. And um, it's pretty nice to see DK out there as well after rumours all week of him being out for weeks. Um, he literally played seven days later. So. Uh, DK Metcalf, so a bit of a beast. Um, from a Giants point of view, we spoke about them a lot. Schedule's relatively easy going forward. I'll be surprised if they don't win eight games this season, at least, uh, just because of the schedule, probably nine. Um, from a wild card point of view, it would really be hard for me to see seven other teams, so them being eighth, win more than nine games. I know the Giants have to actually win those nine. They've only got six, but I do think they'll win eight or nine. I can't see seven other teams beat winning 10 games in the NFC. I just can't. No, I mean, they've got the Texans and Lions coming up now at home the next two weeks. And really, they're almost locking up a playoff spot with them what's a really tough schedule. Of a lot of divisional games and also the Vikings mixed in there and then a, a Colts game in New York. But yeah, these two next two games are. I know it's like people might think it's ridiculous because they sat six and two and looking good, but the next two games are so pivotal, aren't they, for the Giants because they kind of regress to what yeah. maybe they they are yesterday. So yeah, very interesting. I was kind of wondering whether they'd be a buy team at the deadline, but. Yeah, they did get linked to Claypool, like I said. Yeah. Uh, and that does make sense after trading uh, future All-Pro Kadarius uh, Tony to the Chiefs. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I do think they need a bit more as well uh, elsewhere, whether they can kind of steal an offensive lineman like an Isaiah Wynn or someone from the Patriots, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I do wonder if they'll be a buy team. They might be aggressive. They might not. I think Joe Shane obviously saw how the Bills built and they built the first couple of years by trading away big contracts didn't they? and trading away people they didn't want. They didn't really add much until year two or three. So maybe he does the same, but um, yeah, we'll see. I agree. If we're sat here at six and four and they lose those two games and you've got the Cowboys Eagles twice to come up, I can't remember. They got another really tricky game. I just think then they're going to be that team that finishes eight or ninth, you know, that started great, but just faded away at the end. But if they win these next two, I think it'll be hard to, to look past them. Um, I, from, think, I think the Giants are the one team in the NFC that are looking at the playoff picture below and hoping that the Rams, Buccaneers or Packers don't make big runs <laughs> because yeah. it could be their spot that is obviously going to be up for grabs. I don't think they play any of those teams either. So there's no, no chance. There's no chance to steal, steal like a two wins theoretically against those teams either. Um, in terms of the NFC West, Seattle are top five and three. They are they are led by their offense. The defense actually played better yesterday. 
both rookie tackles play incredible, like we mentioned. In terms of the division, any confidence they can actually go through and win it? We'll talk about the teams in second, third in a minute, because obviously they played each other. But is there any confidence that you think Seattle could still win it? Or just the talent below them is just going to be too much throughout the whole season, do you think? Yeah, the schedule is really, really tough. Uh, coming into kind of the, the next month or so, I'm not sure. With the 49ers so close, if he had another game in hand the divisional lead I maybe think that they could do it if they could kind of split some games in the division against because they've got another game against the 49ers they've got two against the Rams coming up but I'm not sure whether they can hold on to be honest with you I, I do think that they're a good outside bet for a wild card spot at the moment but I'm not sure that they're going to hold on they're going to need to win some big games on the road yeah. And they're in Germany in two weeks, which is uh, the experience against the Bucks. They could win that game, though. They honestly could win that game. I'm not probably not going to bet them to win it, but they could win that. they got the Cardinals next week um, away from home. Obviously, we'll preview on the Friday show, but um, they're actually underdogs again. Um, I know they weren't underdogs this week, but they've been underdogs in all the other games. Um, oh, I just don't think I could take it. Like, I think the Seahawks are playing better than the Cards at the moment, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. I think 16th of December, um, might be 15th in America, but they got the 49ers at home. Then they go Chiefs away, Jets at home, and Rams at home. I think they will still be in with a chance, like a chance, to win the division when that four-game stretch starts for me. And if they can beat the 49ers and then just obviously beat the Jets in the Geno Smith revenge game, then you've got the other two games where Chiefs on the road, free hit, Christmas Eve... You never know what's going to happen. And then Rams at home last last game of the season that could be for the division. So I think they could be in it then because they've got Panthers, who they should beat, Cards, who I think they could beat, Raiders, who they could beat. And then obviously the divisional game against the Rams on the 4th of December, that's probably huge. So yeah, I think there's a chance. But um, yeah, they're going to have to either win in Germany, win in Kansas City or win some divisional away games, I think, to have a chance. Yeah, this is a big game coming up at Arizona, isn't it? On the... Good chance of being the well. There's only two um, evening games next week for some yeah. reason. Yeah, they cleared the schedule for uh, Rams Bucks. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> um, next team then, 49ers four and four. They beat the Rams. We can talk about both these two teams together. Um, it was actually a relatively close game start. However, 49ers really pulled away. They win 31-14. Um, Jimmy G was better, obviously, than he was last week, and this is very much. Last season, Jimmy G was worse because of that shoulder injury. But this is very much kind of 2020 Jimmy G. Uh, not great, but did enough at, at times. Um, but obviously, CMC is a story. He averaged nearly as many yards from scrimmage as the whole Rams offense did. Um, he had 94 rushing yards. He had 34 passing yards. Uh, and he had 55 receiving yards. Then he had a touchdown in all three categories, which is like the second time that's ever been done. Um, so, yeah, after last week, the ter- terrible loss to the Chiefs, I just think not to boast about the Chiefs, but I think it does just show that gap between the top three teams in the NFL to everyone else. But I think it also might show a gap between the 49ers and most of the other teams in the NFC because they looked really impressive in this game. Yeah, they did. They did look good. They were um, incredible in the fourth quarter. I mean, Jimmy only missed four passes yesterday. One thing I find interesting is that McCaffrey did obviously everything yesterday, but kind of reminded me how last season Debo was doing everything for the 49ers. And honestly, he wasn't on the field. So when both are healthy, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Because I'm not sure what it does look like. So 
<laughs> I, think, I think that will be interesting going down the line. It, will that make them even better? Uh, time will tell. I'm not actually sure how it's going to work together, but I'm sure uh, Shanahan will work <laughs> out. But I mean, he, McCaffrey's been, what well, I mean, what a start he's had from a trade, really, hasn't he? So it's nice to see Kittle in the end zone as well yesterday because he's obviously had quite a quiet season, hasn't he? Catching. Yeah. There's a chance CMC makes people like me who hate running backs look silly with how we spoke about how much they overpaid. But I still think that will reign true in the long term. But he looked just incredible yesterday. And I don't want to be harsh to Panthers fans, of which probably none listen to this, because I don't know a single Panthers fan. But he just looks cooler doing the same stuff in a 49ers jersey, doesn't he, than a Carolina jersey? Yeah, he, he does, yeah. He, he suits the jersey. Those red uh, 49ers jerseys, though, make even me and you look cool on the field, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, I reckon I could maybe throw for one touchdown in the NFL. Kyle <laughs> rolls me out the right way. I reckon I might be able to get it done. We'll see. Won't be much of a spiral. Um, they got the Chargers next as well. Um, oh, that's a great game. Uh, that must be a bye week then, is it? Yeah. So that's a bye week next week, and then the week after, I think that's Sunday night football. So that yeah. is a, that is going to be a really good game. Also, two elite uniforms there for for that. But aside from that, they've got some winnable games basically mixed in with one of the toughest schedules in the league because the Dolphins look good. They play the Dolphins. The Buccaneers, that's in a few weeks' time. The Buccaneers are going to be, need to be winning games if they want to stand the chance to get in the playoffs. Obviously, the Chargers, divisional games are hard. Um, but then they've got a couple of nice ones with the Commanders sprinkled in there, the Raiders. So, yeah, they're going to have to win some games to win the division. But um, I think they can do it. Would they, would they be your favourites now at this point to, to win that division with how bad the Browns looked? Yeah, yeah, mate. You, I think you can forget about the Rams. I know there's some talent still there, but yeah, it seems to me. I think the Niners will end up maybe winning it by two games, but can't count out Seattle. Obviously, with the Niners not playing this week, Seattle can then go yeah, out to a two-game lead. If they yeah, win. and then the Chargers are a really hard game the week after. So, do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. The Niners might not be able to catch up for three weeks. Yeah, that obviously plays into the psyche, doesn't it? So, yeah, I would put the 49ers... As the favourites, they look a good. They look a good all-round football team. I'm just like I said the other week about like thinking about the Eagles down the line in the playoffs. Jimmy G, I know he's got more weapons with McCaffrey there, but he, he's not one to be uh, scared of in the playoffs, is he? Their favourites for the division, odds on four to six, which I do think is overpriced. Four to six, I have to say. Seattle is three to one, and the Rams are just over three to one. Now, I wouldn't be putting the Rams anywhere near Seattle at the moment, just because there's so many. I mean, the three games, two and a half games behind before you've even thrown a ball at this stage. But um, we know they're aggressive in terms of the trade trade market. Um, any chance that you think they'll do something? Because I think they will trade for someone. I think it'll probably be Kareem Hunt, my personal opinion. But I think they'll trade for at least one player, and obviously they're probably gonna. I think they could get desperate. I know there's rumours that Odell's done with them because they he wanted the same contract as Michael Gallup got because they both did their ACL. Um, and obviously he got offered like one year, five million, the rumours were. And Gallup got like, well, I don't know what Gallup got, three years, 60, was it? Something crazy. Yeah. Uh, so he's annoyed at the Rams. But I, I just think they could trade for someone. They could say to Odell, look, we're sorry, we'll do you two years, 20 million and like kind of make a real risky move because they're so overly aggressive and they looked really bad again yesterday. I think they could make a move. What do you think? Yeah, because the division is not out of reach, is it? No, it's not. So, yeah, it would kind of... I'm not saying it would make sense, but it would make sense in terms of what the Rams do and how they uh, 
achieve things that they would go in for someone. Not sure they'd make the correct move down the line, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't see them winning the division, to be honest. The connections, that even the Stafford to Cup connection is uh, not looking the same this season. No, that offensive line's bad. Yeah, and obviously Cam Akers probably will leave the team. Um, not that that's a big loss at the moment, but um, he's better than Malcolm Brown, who they started, who played yesterday. But well, uh, Ronnie Rivers was the uh, top rusher yesterday with eight carries for 21 yards. <laughs> I know, some of that was in garbage time, though, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I think Akers will leave. They'll try and probably put him in whatever deal they do with whoever they trade a running back for. I, I think they're going to trade for running back, but I don't know what that does for them. <laughs> they think it'll do something, but we'll see. Um Last team in the division, obviously, the Cards, and that leads us on to the next division, the NFC North, because those two teams play each other. So Cardinals played the Vikings yesterday. Cardinals firmly bottom of the NFC West now. Vikings firmly top of the NFC North. Um, this game, again, similar to the Cowboys game, did start a little bit closer than, than maybe people thought. Ended up 34-26 to the Vikings. Vikings look great on some drives, look terrible in others. Very up and down team on both ends at the moment, but they get the, the win. Um, Cardinals, for me now, just probably can't win the division. I don't think that's in their future at all. But I think the Vikings probably locked up the division yesterday. I know it's early, but I think that's kind of my two views on the teams. Yeah, I mean, now with that loss to uh, Buffalo, which may have been expected or not, I feel like the Packers, uh, like I said to you earlier, the Vikings, it's got to be a major collapse, hasn't it? They look so solid at home, putting points on the board, so... Yeah, as far as the North goes, that's definitely seems like it's over. And Cardinals, it's crazy because they're only a couple of games back from the division and they look better with Hopkins. And Yeah, Hopkins looks great. He's number one in the NFL in the last two weeks for yards, receptions and touchdowns. Yeah, it's, that's just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And Rondell Moore, I, think he, I felt like he had one of his best uh, professional games yesterday, but... Just not quite enough, is it? Obviously, Murray, two interceptions. And just no, again, another team, like, no ground game at all. I think they had, like, 70 yards rushing yeah. yesterday. It was, yeah, not I good. Think if, I think if they finish bottom of the division and they win, like, five games, they win three at the moment, haven't they? So if they win two more all season, which isn't great at all, I think they could fire him. I don't know which one they'd fire. Will they keep Cliff? Will they keep Kime? Because they give them both those stupid extensions. But the way that Kyler was obviously screaming at him twice on the field the week before. I didn't see any clips of that this weekend, but it just leans me to think that I think he could be gone, to be honest, if they have a season. And I just look at the schedule and think they're not going to win loads more games. That's why I think they're out of the division. But yeah, it could be the end of Cliff, I think. Yeah, you, you are in these situations. You, you always, the GM survives, doesn't he? He gets another round. He's closer with the owner and uh, the kind of the ownership group. So, yeah, I, I I agree with you there. Makes the contracts in the summer even more madness because this is kind of what we expected. I don't think anyone had the Cardinals down for. Do you know what? They're definitely going to win the West, did they? Was, no. Yeah. No. I think I bet them to finish fourth in the division, and I think I might get lucky with that. See how I cling on. But in terms of the Vikings, obviously, it looked good. Kirk Cousins showing his wheels yesterday, running for a touchdown, which was hilarious on red zone. Um, a couple of us had a jokey bet on first team score a field goal. And we bet the Vikings, and I was thinking, here we go, Kirk's rolling right. That means he's going to throw it away or take a sack, and it'll be a field goal. And then he runs for like 
I don't know how many yards it actually was, but it felt like it was for 20, 15, 20 yards and, and scored a touchdown. Um, played relatively okay again. The ground game looks good. Madison's getting involved more this year than he has ever before. Um, and they got the commanders next week. So I would just be very surprised. It's six o'clock as well. For all you Kirk Cousins haters out there, they got five six o'clock games left, which is great for him. Um, I think they'll be seven and one after the Commanders game. And I just that's for me. I just think even if the Packers win next week as well, they've got the Lions. Um, I just think seven and one's too much for anyone to come back on. Even if the Vikings do struggle after that, I just think it's too many games for me. Yeah, I agree with you. With with the, the Patriots, Jets, and another Lions game coming in the future, the Colts as well. Colts, yeah. Yeah, I just think that that division is too far gone now. And and, and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, they've got the Bills the week after this and then the Cowboys. They, they only need to win. They beat the Cowboys in Minnesota, which seems plausible. Then yeah. it, it, it's all it's all but finished, isn't it? So I they, think could have, um, they could have a top three record in the NFL, by the way, looking at this schedule. Because they don't always do this, and Kirk will have one bad. One of these games, Kirk will throw away him. It does happen, but they've got Commanders, like you said, Patriots, Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Bears. They'll be favoured in all those games. They'll probably be favoured in the Cowboys game, but they'll be favoured in all those other games. If they only lose to the Bills and Packers, just say. Do you know what I mean, three losses on a season, that's incredible for a first-year head coach. Yeah, I mean, you can see it, can't you? The, the path is there, for sure. Maybe we'll get an NFC Championship uh, rematch from 2017. <laughs> Oh, Kirky boy in the NFC title game. That's what that's what I need to see. Uh, I, by the way, I already tell you on the 13th, well, not the 13th, on the 11th of November, we'll be doing a podcast. I don't care what the spread is against the Bills. I'll be picking the Vikings. I just know <laughs> someone's going to beat the Bills who shouldn't. And I just feel, why not be Justin Jefferson 200-yard game against, uh, against the Bills? But uh, yeah, I think the Vikings are firmly uh, going to be done in the division. Um, in terms of the rest of the division, <laughs> obviously it's a bit of a, a poor weekend all round. Um, we've already kind of spoken about the Bears game, so we don't want to really go into much. Although I do think Justin Fields did look better, which is, is a positive note for them. Um, let's go with the Packers, obviously. Three and five now. They lost a the game. I think most people thought they were going to lose. I had a bit of faith that I thought Aaron Rodgers could roll back the years, but then unfortunately all the receivers got injured and still the defense was what it was, just giving up yards on the ground nonstop. They lost 27-17 to a very good Bills team. Um, but what do you make of them? Because I think they looked a little bit better on offense yesterday because they ran the ball so much. Defense still just gives up massive plays, like I said, even though the people on the field, the names are good, but they don't play well. Uh, have you got any hope that they can finish, I don't know, with a flurry and, and still win 10 games? I just say they lose the division because the Vikings do win 12 games and it's just out of reach now. Can they still win 10, 9, 10 games? Or do you kind of think they're done like the Rams? Uh, they can't afford any hiccups but yesterday I just thought well, well I've been saying it for the past month the ground game was amazing yesterday wasn't it like 30 carries for the two main backs over 200 yards that's kind of what they need to look like because they're your two best offensive players outside of Rodgers I thought he looked okay at times I thought that both the, thought the Romeo Dobbs um, touchdown was a great throw and an even better catch I think the throw to Torre as well was a really good throw so I thought he kind of made the best of the weapons available yesterday. What's scary is, is that that's probably the best that the Packers can look on offense. So it, <laughs> then it becomes <laughs> how many teams on the schedule can handle that and then put more points up against the Packers. Because let's be honest, the Bills left points 
on the field yesterday, especially in the red zone late on the fourth quarter, those two interceptions. So, yeah, I don't think Allen looked great yesterday. Me, well, that was definitely his worst game of the season. He only completed 13 passes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into the uh, he's no MVP in my book, he's no MVP. Give it to Jalen. Jalen Hurts, give him the MVP. But uh, and I think I, I think out of those three teams that we everyone keeps talking about, Rams, Packers, and and Bucks, I definitely feel better about the Packers than I do the Rams. I think that's probably similar to where you're at, isn't it? Yeah, no, I would agree with you because I think, like I said, that playing like that on offense yesterday, I think they can put points up against lesser teams because obviously they're not going to play the Bills every week on the schedule, are they? They've got <laughs> Lions, Lions this week, the Cowboys in in two weeks and then the Titans and then the Eagles so it doesn't get any easier but if they play like that on offence they should pick up a couple of wins in there yeah they have got a hard schedule I might yeah I don't know what their odds are to miss the playoffs but when you look at the schedule it's really hard um, like I said Bears 3-5 and five as well we won't talk about them we spoke about them a bit before Lions 1-6 and six, I think it makes more sense for us to talk about the Dolphins in a bit but Dan, pressure on Dan Campbell just keeps rising uh, and again after the game he said we're close I know everyone's sick of me saying we're we're close but we're so close so I don't know what that means close to what close to a new coach maybe in Patrick's eyes but, um, now now we go to the true best division in football we go to the NFC South <laughs> the Falcons 4-4 four and four at the moment leading the division Bucks 3-5 and five, Saints 3-5 and five, Panthers 2-6 and six. who's going to win this division Patrick is the question it's a tough one isn't it because as time goes on, you always kind of regress back to who you think's got the most talent, and that's obviously the Buccaneers, but they just don't look right at all, do they? And to be fair, the Panthers, uh, sorry, the Falcons can put points upon the board. So, mate, this is such a hard division to call. If you made me choose now, I would choose um, the Buccaneers just out of uh, this, a safe pick <laughs> I would quite like them to not win the division I think it'd be really <laughs> fun if one, one of these other teams Falcons or Saints had a home playoff game so nice is it too bold for for if we say this week it's Bucks Rams well they've cleared the whole schedule for like they did with Bills Chiefs <laughs> um is it too much to say whoever loses that game's done for the playoffs because obviously the Bucks are in a very weak division um, or is it kind of okay? The only way, if you lose that game, that you're going to get in is by somehow winning your division. There's no way you're going to get enough wins for a wild card. Is that fair? Yeah, there's going to be no wild card teams, is there? So I think even if the Bucks win, they're still in there because Falcons play Chargers in Atlanta this week. That's a actually how's that a sneaky fun game now? That's actually a great crazy. game this week. It is, it is a crazy game. And if you look at the Bucks schedule, they got Rams this week. Um, there's a bye week somewhere in here, but they've got Rams this week, Seattle, obviously in Germany, so that could be a weird game. Then the bye, then they've got the Browns, that'll be with Watson, uh, I think. Um, then they've got the Saints, the 49ers, the Bengals. That's <laughs> the Saints, obviously, not as good as we thought, but we'll probably pick them because we're idiots. <laughs> then they've got 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, but they do end the season with Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons. So I think they just got to get to that three weeks to go and be like one game back from the division at worst and just go on a run and win three games and win your division with eight wins or something because I just can't see them be- beating like all these I don't think they'll beat the Rams the 49ers and the Bengals I do not think they'll win all three of those games and if they don't I just don't think they're going to finish with 
double-digit wins at all. There's no way. Maybe even not even nine wins. Especially with that Shaq Barrett now on defence as well. I just don't know if they can beat a good team at this, <laughs> at this stage now of the season. So it might suit them going over to Germany. Kind of like the London games. They're always weird, aren't they? They never like... Uh, I feel like they're never great games anymore. They're always quite odd in the... Probably tough as a player or, or something like that. But I feel like they're odd games. So that game against the Seahawks, it might suit them being in Germany. And yeah, huge game this week. Um it's going to be on Sky, isn't it? And then with only a, one more game at the same time, it's going to be a heavy dose of <laughs> terrible run games. <laughs> the other game's actually probably better. Yeah, yeah, better. much better. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks will win the division. Still, they're the one I feel most confident about. But I think that's because of the, out of those three teams, I think that's because of the other teams in the division. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's me actually feeling more confident about the Bucks. I think it's me feeling less confident about the Falcons. Saints and Panthers than I do about the Vikings and 49ers, basically. Um, but yeah, strange division. Um, quick one on the Saints. Obviously, they win yesterday in a shutout. Um, Kamara was incredible, scored no TDs all season. All of a sudden, gets linked to every team under the sun for 24 hours and then comes out and scores three touchdowns. Um, not much to be said on the Raiders, but Saints played pretty well. Tyron Matthew looked a little bit better yesterday. Um, are they still in with a shout? I just think the automatic answer has to be yes with how bad the division is. Yeah, of course, yeah. they got the Ravens this week, which is a, on Monday Night Football. That's a fun game. Yeah, Monday Night Football next week. That's a big game for both for both teams, isn't it? The way that the AFC North is at the moment as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely think they're in with a shout. I, I wish Winston was at quarterback. That's just my preference because I like him kind of as a person and... Just said, do you see the hype up video we did yesterday? I just yeah. think he just, uh, I just like him. I don't know. And Andy Dalton's just Andy Dalton, isn't he? But he, he's in there and he played, he played fine yesterday. So, but yeah, they can put points up with Saints, can't they? They've got good offensive weapons. It's if they trade Kamara, I'm not quite sure what that says, <laughs> what they think that that means for the rest of their season. Because realistically, you're not getting a lot back, are you? For Alvin Kamara, I, I wouldn't say like a third third round pick is kind of worth throwing your shot of the division away, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, in terms of um, the Saints schedule as well, it's, it's a bit harder than I thought it was. Um, but yeah, anything could happen in that division, it feels like. The other game then, uh, game of the day from this division, Falcons 37 <laughs> Panthers 34, like we spoke about a bit earlier, so not much to add. Um, obviously, DJ Moore probably kicking himself for taking his helmet off. The, that incredible play. But then the kicker does miss two absolute, not gimmies, but two kicks that I want my field goal kicker to at least make one of them. And uh, I don't think we're going to be seeing Eddie Pinero uh, kicking in the league again. However, I did find it harsh that Red Zone was just panning to his face, just non-stop after he missed that kick. But um, did you have any takeaways for this game, apart from the fact that Carl Pitts at least still exists? Yeah, he does. He's alive and he's uh, <laughs> back in the end zone again. Uh, just two kind of weirdly fun teams. Atlanta are weirdly fun to they watch, are. aren't they? That's not Cordell Patterson, but I actually think Algier looks quite good. Yeah, yeah, Algeri um, got in the end zone yesterday, didn't he, on a catch. He's kind of, his speed burst was a little bit slower slower than to be expected for um, for a rookie. But yeah, no, it was it was good. Drake London's not massively in the offence, is he, at the moment? But No, he's not. 
fun team. It's built around, let's be honest, it's built around the run game, isn't it? And then kind of what you can get out of Mariota in the passing game. Which isn't a lot, usually. But he had a few yeah, good throws yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he can, he can, but he's obviously he's not a consistent uh, passer, is he? But yeah, when you're getting 91 yards from Caleb Huntley and then kind of Mariota and Algiers sticking in 40, 40 yards each, it's, yeah, you're controlling the game on the ground and then trying to get what you can through the year. Really fun team. I'm actually really excited for that Chargers game. And it's 6pm as well on Sunday. That's a, that's a great game. That is a fun game. There'll be a lot of highlights on red zone of that, I imagine. Probably probably some highlights and some lowlights as well, some errors <laughs> from either coaching staffs or more players. Um Next division then, AFC East, obviously easy one. We both thought the Bills are going to win it before. We both still think the Bills are going to win it. Um, Dolphins, I guess we'll quickly mention them. They had a win yesterday against the Lions. Tyree kills on pace for 2,200 receiving yards, which is an incredible season for him. He looked amazing yesterday again. Um, I just think for me, they're not a guarantee, but I'm firmly in the camp. I just think the Dolphins are going to be a wild card team now. They're one of the ones I'm like, unless there's a horrible injury to one of the receivers, um, I think that they're going to be in there. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, next three games at Bears, home to Browns, home to Texans. That's a nice schedule to really put yourself in the yeah. wild card picture, isn't it? You can forget the division. That's that's definitely done. Bills are going to win 13, 14 games. So it's, yeah, you're going to put yourself firmly in position here. And they just, they look good. Obviously, when you've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, <laughs> you can't cover. You well, you barely teams can barely cover either one, can they? So Waddle looked great yesterday, but Hill was just yeah, nearly two hundred yards receiving yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think he's first in the league in receiving yards, and Waddle's fourth. So. Yeah, but they don't. So yesterday, obviously, they haven't scored a lot of points. So it's just like quarterbacks just got to do that final bit. Do you know what I mean? Or the play caller. And they can just blow teams out of the water. And obviously, they did yesterday. Played very well. Um, the other game, obviously, in this division, we spoke about most games now across the whole weekend. Um, but Pats at Jets yesterday. Um, <laughs> I think we both picked the Pats. Obviously, they did win the game. They did cover the spread. They won 22-17. But for me, I think both the... I know that they've won teams, won four games, and the Jets have won five games. But I don't think either of these teams are going to make the, the playoffs. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. It's... It's nice that the Jets got to five and two, and then they've obviously still got a chance to improve that. But yeah, it's not looking good for Zach Wilson, is it? Uh, obviously, I've mentioned before, I've got a lot of followers who are Jets fans, yeah. and some of them are giving up now. <laughs> well, I was gonna, that, that was my true. point, really. I was going to say, yeah, it's tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say these two teams are done for the playoffs, but I guess my main takeaway from yesterday was both quarterbacks. Both, not even just Zach. Both looked done yesterday. There are, there's three interceptions in this game. Two by Wilson, one by Matt Jones. The Matt Jones one didn't count in the end because he did get... It was a rough in the pass call, but it didn't affect the actual pass at all. They might be three of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life yesterday. Like, there's one with Zach Wilson. I don't know if... I think he's trying to throw it away and he throws it directly to a corner. There's another one where, like, he drifts, 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 and I, I'm watching it, I, I, and I obviously I love Zach Wilson in the draft, so I am kind of watching it like, oh, this is what Mahomes does. And I know that's, like, blasphemy for Chiefs fans, but the way he was moving, I was like, okay, right, now sling it. And he just throws it straight to a Patriots player every time, and I was like, okay, this is the difference. Uh, and then, obviously, Matt Jones just threw, like, the worst interception I think I've ever seen, and got lucky. So what do you think the chances that neither 
these quarterbacks are the starters for that team next season. Because I do think there's a chance, especially with Zach. Yeah, for sure. But then I would that be- begins to say, where are you getting your next one from? <laughs> yeah. And, and winning these five games. And potentially, you'd expect the Jets to add on maybe a couple more. I mean, we're talking about the fifth seed at the moment in the AFC playoffs, by the way. The yeah, Jets. So you'd expect them to add a couple more. And that's not going to help getting an early guy, is it, next year? So they're not historically aggressive trading up massively either. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones, I, th- I feel like Mac Jones's um, starting career is already like, on the line. <laughs> yeah, Old Zippy Zappy could be back soon. Yeah. Uh, AFC West next, this is an easy one just because um, Chiefs and Chargers didn't play. Chiefs at five and two, Chargers four and three. We both picked the Chiefs to win the division. A lot of people picked the Chargers. We kind of just kind of disagree with that. And I obviously I do think if the Chiefs lose another stinker of a game in the next couple of weeks that they shouldn't, where they've got some easier games, and then they've got the Chargers, obviously, and then lose to them, it could be interesting. But I think we're both on the Chiefs still, aren't we, to to win the division? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we like the we both like the Chargers from just kind of this podcast point of view at the start of the season. But yeah, the Chiefs yeah. are uh, cut above. I think the Chargers would be a wild card team as well. Um, funny fact: the Chiefs finished first in EPA in offense last year. Packers finished second. Both traded their number one wideouts. This year, KC is number one on offense by an even bigger margin, and Green Bay is 22nd and struggling with the easiest easiest schedule in the NFL. So, uh, not going well for <laughs> for Green Bay. Uh, other teams in the AFC West: Broncos do win in London. They're three and five, but I just don't think they're going to be a picture in the playoffs. Raiders two and five lose scoring zero points. Dante Adams had minus one fantasy points, and I just think the Raiders should start trade. Both these teams should probably trade at the deadline because I don't think it's looking great, but we're running short on time, so we don't want to go too much into it. But do you think either of them can make the playoffs? Because I don't. No, no way. And if it were, I would say Denver because of the defence, but I just can't see uh, the offence putting together a big run. But listen to this game this week. I didn't realise this was on the schedule. Raiders at Jags at 6pm, Mark. That is a stinking <laughs> rotten game. As the, the Raiders are favourites as well. Yeah, that is a terrible game as it stands. I'm going all in on the Jags there. <laughs> <laughs> on T-Law. Did the same in London, unfortunately. But Big Russ gets the high knees going in London and he comes back with a win. So, um, fair play to him. His teammates clearly hate him. but uh... <laughs> We're on the bye now, aren't they? So we shouldn't get a new Russ meme for at least 10 days now. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, AFC North Ravens top of the division five and three Bengals four and three Browns two and five Steelers two and six um, Browns two and five even with Watson coming back I think they're done the Steelers could have one of the worst records in the whole league I don't think you disagree with that at all uh, and then Bengals and Ravens will fight it out Ravens have got a really really easy schedule we both picked the Ravens before the season so I think we're both there aren't we with the Ravens after another w- good win on Thursday yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think the Ravens are an interesting game. Obviously, the divisional game tonight, isn't it? Bengals-Browns. Would they expect the Bengals to win? But yeah, yeah I feel like the Ravens should be on track to uh, win the division, especially with Chase going down. But they're not putting them on IR, which I find interesting. Yeah, but, maybe that thinks they think maybe three weeks instead of four, maybe, potentially. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, going back to what you said about Pittsburgh um, having one of the worst records in the league, that would make a very, very interesting scenario <laughs> in the draft 
would get rid of after drafting Pickett in the first round this season. I can't watch any more Pickett, and I'm not even a Steelers fan. Yeah. It's <laughs> if they get a top five pick, I think Will Levis will go what? I know someone put him in a mock yesterday at three. Oof. I think Will Levis will go top ten. That's the third best quarterback, or at the moment, people's third best quarterback. I mean, if you're in the top ten, you got to pick whoever it's left over, over Pickett, I think, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about QBs. My over. God, who put Will Levis at three? Who was one and two? The other two QBs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other two QBs. Because all the three... I can't remember the draft order because before this weekend's games, but the draft order would be three teams that would need a quarterback as well. That's why. Yeah, um, yeah obviously Will Anderson. Because I think Seattle... Yeah. Were... Mate, if you're not taking Will Levis, mate, over Will Anderson, he must be desperate for a QB. Hey, Will Levis. Who did I... Oh, oh, it might be Russell Wilson, actually. Someone compared Will Levis to yesterday. Um, he compared himself to Josh Allen, though, on Friday, which I found. Did he, indeed? Yeah. He did. He we'll did. find out this. Yeah, they played the te- Tennessee at the weekend. He didn't look like Josh Allen then. So. <laughs> um, yeah, we're both still with the Ravens. But I do think the Bengals will probably replace the Jets in that, that spot in the wild card area. Uh, AFC South then, Titans 5-2, and two, Colts 3-4, and four, Jags 2-6, and six, Texans 1-5. Texans, I think, probably going to get the first pick in the draft. So there goes, for me, Bryce Young, but maybe other people, CJ Stroud. Um, Jags, we just spoke about briefly. Terrible loss to Denver. They should have won that game. But don't really want to talk about them. We spoke about them a lot in the last two weeks. Um, Titans, for me, I think, have now won the division. Five and two. Derek Henry, another 200-yard game against the Texans. He's had three 200-yard games and two touchdown games uh, against the Texans now. Um and a fun game this weekend against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. So for me, I think the Titans are done with the division. Ellinger looked fine for the Colts, but I think he's kind of in there just to lose games now. But yeah, I think for me, this weekend sealed it up. I think the Titans are going to be in the playoffs with a top four seed again. Oh, yeah, I agree, yeah. It was a bit of an auspicious first start for Mally Willis, would you not say? <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't think he'll be starting on Sunday night in Kansas City, really. No, I, I don't think so, mate. No, six passes he completed. So. <laughs> but Henry, Henry, I mean, at least he had one of those games where he's an absolute monster, a 219 rushing yards. Yeah, you have to have that when you're getting that from the QB, <laughs> don't you? So. Yeah, I don't know how that happens though, when the Texans know that they can't, the Titans can't throw the ball, because their second wide receiver yesterday was a tight end, Cody Hollister. Yeah. Uh, so it does still like I find it shocking in a game like that that the Texans still get beaten on the on the run. But um, yeah, Henry is obviously great, but I still find that crazy from another team. But um, yeah, in, in terms of the rest of the division, none of them are going to make the playoffs. I did think the Jags had a chance two weeks ago, but they've lost another two games where they I feel like they probably should have won. And the Colts, yeah, the record's actually probably better than some people think, but I still think the performances aren't there and there's some tough games for them coming up. So for me, I think the Titans are the only team we're going to see in the playoffs from the AFC South. And obviously, the Titans at KC this weekend, somehow, even though we were talking about this early in the season, and I know it's only after week eight, but how are Tennessee the second seed in the AFC at this stage again? It's like last year when they were the one seed. I was yeah, like, well, how did they get up there? So that's the mixing up. I know. Last year, they beat us to then go to a higher seed. And I'm just like, God's sake, we don't want to see history repeat itself. Um, guess what the spread is in KC next week? Oh yes, obviously because before Friday. Is it is it around the touchdown? This shows you how bad they think the AFC South is. It's eleven and a half. Oh my word! 
<laughs> That's worse than the Steelers got against the Eagles. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, could be the first time you pick against the Chiefs all season but yeah Ooh. I do think that's quite a lot of disrespect but we'll see how it looks next weekend but yeah I can't see any other team um, so in terms of divisions then I think the only divisions we changed our mind on were kind of the same I think did we pick the Colts we might have picked the Colts didn't we for the AFC South I think we might have done um, I hope not <laughs> I think we might have done um, I think we're both leaning that Seattle have a chance but we're with the 49ers and I think you picked the 49ers for the season, didn't you? And I think I might have stuck with the Rams. Um, I picked the Vikings for the season. I'm sticking with that. And you, you've come over to the Kirk Cousins dark side. <laughs> and then NFC South, I think we're both reluctantly picking the Bucks, but kind of throwing arms in the air saying anything could happen in that division. Yeah, for sure. It's, I completely agree. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, plan for the week is then uh, I might drop in and do a solo pod if there's any interest in trades. Um, tomorrow I think the deadline's in the morning isn't it so probably maybe tomorrow afternoon uh, and then me and Patrick will be back on Friday to preview all the week's action in terms of Thursday night um, let me just get a live line update because we'll pick it on the show is it in Philadelphia or is it in Houston I believe no, it's in- it is in Houston um, the spread I, I think I listened to a podcast earlier and the spread was massive even though they're on the road uh, let me load it up can safe say that you were staying up for this Eagles game, though, were you? Uh, I don't think it will be a... Uh... <laughs> it's an hour earlier, but um, yeah, the spread is Eagles minus 13 and a half on the road. Um, so, yeah, who, who are you picking? <laughs> Give me the Eagles. Texans are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to pick the Texans, but for competition's sake... For my benefit, I'm going to pick the Eagles because you did. <laughs> but I want to pick the Texans, but I feel like this could be a score. If the, you can't stop Derek Henry running, you ain't going to be able to stop the Eagles running. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, that'll be on Thursday. We'll talk about it on Friday. Preview all the other games. Um, go follow us at Go4Two-Pod. Go follow Patrick at, at MuggsNFL. And we will speak to you guys on Friday. Yeah, I'll speak to you Friday as well.